0: You're listening to the Proteus Leader Show with Erica Anderson, where you'll get practical tools and insights for leading managing and staying ready for the future. Erica is the founding partner of Proteus, a firm that focuses uniquely on leader readiness. A nationally known executive coach and best-selling author, you may already know her as one of the most popular leadership bloggers on Forbes.com. Ready for something you can use today? Here's Erica. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Proteus Leader Show. My guest today is Dr. Allison Horstmeyer, a leading-edge humanistic researcher, talent development consultant, and thought leader. Her work has been widely published, most recently in the upcoming Harvard Business Review Press book, The Burnout Epidemic, The Rise of Chronic Stress and How We Can Fix It. Allison works with organizations on agile leadership healthy team dynamics, and continuous innovation. She also serves as the Director of Client Development and Adjunct Faculty for USC Marshall School of Business Executive Education and is the inaugural research fellow appointed to USC Annenberg Center for Third Space Thinking. So, welcome to the show, Allison. Oh,
1: thank you so much. Such a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to our conversation, and I know you're you're a big advocate of curiosity, so it should should be a rich conversation.
0: Yes, I am too, and we connected earlier this year around our mutual interest in curiosity as a core skill for succeeding in today's world. So I thought your perspective would be really useful to our listeners just to go deeper and deeper into how curiosity works and why it's important. So you've called curiosity, and I love this, the doorway to collaboration, inclusion, and positive relationships. So can you explain why you believe that's true? So, through my research and my own study and previous research, we really
1: have to start looking and considering curiosity as multifaceted. And the multidimensionality of curiosity consists of not knowing, exploration, openness, and stress tolerance. And the idea is that we know, for example, in the research starting, I would say, in the early 2000s, there was research done over Uh, diary keeping, for example, and we saw curiosity had a relationship to social gratification and social support in relationships. And then the research moves forward into more quantitative research, where we see that those that are higher in curiosity tend to be less aggressive when provoked. Um, And they also tend to be less judgmental, critical and blaming of others. And as we move more along the timeline, we see a correlation between curiosity and empathy, curiosity and collaboration, curiosity and uh, team connection and trust. And then most recently, uh, there was research done uh, with 1000 US workers and a 1000 German workers. And the two dimensions of curiosity, the openness, so open to other people's ideas, and stress tolerance, were the two leading predictors of healthy work outcomes. And I also saw this in my research it was so fascinating. My study participants um, really described a state of curiosity. The true curiosity was when they let go of preconceived notions and yeah. biases. They actually, in essence, took their ego out of the problem, the interaction. And they felt in those moments they could connect to their most authentic self. And then they could bring forward who they knew they could be and wanted to be, whether that was in their role as a president of a hospital or a senior executive at a real estate firm. You know, I, I did multiple industries. But in the research, we know too that if we can take our ego, out of it, become less narcissistic, we have a higher chance of um, embodying stress tolerance. So stress tolerance is managing the anxiety, doubt, and confusion along the way. So if I'm really leaning in to connect with somebody and I don't really understand where they're coming from, right, or how they're operating, but I'm willing to Put those assumptions aside or put my story aside and put my agenda aside they were able to say wow i didn't really take into consideration what's going on with this other person and i was able to connect more deeply and actually meet people where they are more effectively and co-create together and reimagine and reinterpret shared horizons of the issue and the problem together we also know in the research That when we do that, we almost reinterpret ourselves. We acknowledge that we're not perfect. Yeah. Right. And we are willing to say, oh, wait a minute. You know, thank you, Adam Grant. We're ready to think again, rethink it. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, this idea of it's not you know I don't want to make it sound like okay it's the antidote to everything but there is an intentionality to curiosity it is self-determined you know you choose to be curious and it takes effort this is not you have to think of it as a verb and and not just like this observation of you know being interested because you can be interested and do nothing Right? You can, you can observe and do nothing. This, you know, all of my study participants, very clear, it takes, it takes energy and effort, and you have to be willing to go and explore, but as soon as they were able to let go of any uh, pre-determined boundaries, really, like the more open they made the exploration, they actually felt more liberated and less yeah. anxious
0: boy, everything you're saying just resonates so deeply for me. And I and I really agree that it's a, a habit that takes effort to create. And then it has kind of its own momentum because it does feel liberating. It's so fun. It's so, so rewarding to like, oh, I never knew that. And now I understand, or I see it more clearly, or that's, yes, I completely understand that. And, and I love what you said about um, the, anxiety that for people who are first starting to be curious it is anxiety producing because it's no longer like I got it all sorted out I know everything I haven't completely figured out and I'm it's like I don't I don't know I (laughs) that's the not (laughs) not knowing
1: we have to right I mean we talk about this all the time in terms of or we're seeing more momentum around, can we all stop being experts? And actually the model that I use with executives is the expert explorer model. So, right, and it's not, I'm not saying you can't be an expert in your domain. What I'm saying yes. is you can't, you know, the expert is listening to fix, listening to win, you know, my way proving I'm right. Exactly. I'm really influenced by cognitive biases, doesn't take the yeah. time to reflect. Is uh, really holding on to the status quo. The status quo is an illusion of certainty. You, yeah. I mean, got to let that go. I was still so amazed when I did a survey of executives last year. This is probably we were six months into COVID, and I had listed the biases like confirmation bias, status quo bias, um, champion bias, sunflower bias. This is still, you know, what's the bias that's most
0: prevalent in your organization? That is cool bias still. Yeah, it's great because you're already starting to answer what was going to be my second question. So let's just keep going down this path, which is, I was going to say, you know, what do you see as the main organizational individual impediments to curiosity? What keeps us from being curious? And it's a lot of what you're talking about now, right?
1: What surfaced in my research and what surfaced in other research is that it's a fine line between enjoying it and having you know, anxiety or distress or discomfort come up. And there's a couple of reasons for that. One is that we have actually an immediate appraisal process right before we get started. One is like, oh, my gosh, this looks new, different, unfamiliar, right? We have some kind of incongruency that now we have to reconcile. Mm -hmm. Um, And those type of, of situations are actually great because they give us the highest potential to find Uh, new information and to have new experiences. So if we don't have unfamiliarity and ambiguity, then we're not going to continue to expand our thought action repertoire. So we need those experiences. The second appraisal is, do I have what it takes to cope along the way? Mm. And um, also we have to think of curiosity as a process because the anxiety can show up again. So you can dive right into the exploration uh, you can have experiences of flow state because you know you're deeply absorbed. But what we don't talk about in flow states is the feedback loop that happens. And I saw this with my study participants; they would get, you know, they would move into the unfamiliar, get away from markers that were familiar to them. Whether it was a new behavior, challenging a subjective belief they had about themselves, or an issue at work, and really, you know, trying to just go for um, looking at something differently, trying a new behavior, you know, those things can be scary because you're, you're exposing that you're not perfect. And then they would, they would come out of it and they're looking for feedback. So the cognitive would kick in. So they would like the self-censorship would be like, Oh my God, how am I doing? And then depending on what they're receiving
0: Mm.
1: right in terms of feedback would either help them continue or they would just be like, I'm out. Right. So this is You're why, scary. yeah. Or, or just like, yeah. I mean, think about it. if we're not, especially in the creative process, we want to give open-ended and a uh, metaphorical feedback, you know, try to keep it open-ended because if you keep it very closed ended, then that shuts down the creative process and, and iteration. Mm-hmm. Um, But think about this is why it's so great that we're all talking about psychological safety so much these days because we do need environments where you can feel uh, safe, uh, contributing, challenging, learning, right? We have, I love Timothy Clark's four zones that he's identified in psych safety because I think those really resonate so tied to, to what I saw in my research. So you have to really think about what kind of environment you're putting your employees in, in that it's not like, yeah, go be curious. Right. <laughs> oh, right? Right, It's like, what are you doing? Are you, are you, what are you modeling? Are you saying like, go experiment? And then you're like, you know, using weaponizing questions in terms of like, why'd you do it that way?
0: You're uh, starting to answer what I was going to ask as my last question, which is, we, I always try and give some practical takeaways, So, and you're already starting to do this. What practical advice would you give leaders about how to activate their employees' curiosity and also their own in order to navigate this changing world that we're in? What's new in the
1: research, I've only seen one other study connect uh, these two things, and I saw it in my study, is values and uh, curiosity. I know you do a lot of mission strategy, envisioning yeah, work in your yeah. work too. So we're seeing more empirical support that we have to get really clear on our values. Our values will inform how we are curious. Our team values will inform how our our team is curious. And I, when I work with teams, um, even if the organization culturally, I know we really do need to solve it at a cultural level. Like some, uh, we have great examples of that, right? Microsoft and Twit Novartis, and are really going for it at a cultural level. But, you know, I worked with a team and they were like, you know, it's not really in the culture they say we should experiment, but we really worked on their values Um, getting clear about the dimensions of curiosity, how that shows up, because they really wanted to challenge the status quo, uh, learn how to really um, challenge senior management on certain things, and bring a level of exploration and creativity to what they were doing. And so the values really helped the other thing that really helped was having a common language and frameworks uh, to use so for example the mm-hmm. expert explorer framework so you can and have a sense of humor about it right oh, uh, you look you know you look like the expert today right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know or if you know you have certain saboteurs that come out you know hey hey erica your your sassy sally's showing up right now you know what's going on <laughs> Um, But we also uh, had the team teach their, uh, the whole organization, their whole department of 22 people uh, learn what cognitive biases were, what they, uh, all the different types, they started using them in discussion and being like, hey, well, that sounds a lot like confirmation bias. Um, And they just uh, decided together what they were going to uh, practice in terms of certain behaviors they wanted to model themselves to kind of bring that out in um, others. So I always say, you know, one great thing is uh, how are you listening, right? Are you, are you listening to fix or, and to win, or are you listening with the intention that what I hear changes what I do. The intention doesn't mean that you're going to yes, do it, but imagine if we all listened yes, exactly. that way, exactly. because I love people say, yo, curious, curious, if you're curious, you ask questions. And my response is all, that's great. How open
0: are you to what you're receiving though? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. That intention. What are you listening? What intention yeah. are you listening in? So Allison, I feel like we're just scratching the surface. I always promise listeners we'll keep this short and- the- <laughs> insights, so much knowledge, but even this little bit has been very helpful. If you're interested in finding out more about Allison and her work, you can go to LinkedIn slash in slash com To find out more about how we at Proteus see curiosity as being key to learning, you can go to proteusleader.com slash topics and choose Be Bad First. And stay tuned for more information about our new book coming in October, Change from the Inside Out, a guide for becoming more change capable in this ever-evolving world of ours. Thank you for listening. And until next time, here's to creating the life you truly want. We hope you're feeling better equipped to create the career, the business, and the life you want. For more insights and tools for leadership and management, join us at ProteusLeader.com. Have an excellent day and thanks for listening.